Moses was 40 years old when he ran away because he was afraid of Pharaoh. And he met Zipporah, who would be his wife. And he lived for 40 years as a shepherd. His father-in-law was Jethro, the priest of Midian. And I think that that probably means, the way that that's said, when it says the priest of Midian, it probably means that this was a guy who was a priest of the true God. He didn't probably know, well, I mean, it was before, like, God gave the full revelation of his word. So you find guys like this sometimes, like when we saw Melchizedek and now Jethro. There were still people who knew about God and worshipped God because God uh, revealed some of his word to them. Anyway, so he lived there for 40 years. So now he's 80 years old. That's older than grandma or grandpa. And he was out with the sheep one day on a mountain called Mount Horeb, which is the mountain of God. And that must mean that it's also sometimes known as Mount Sinai. And while he was there, the angel of the Lord appeared to him. When the Bible in the Old Testament says the angel of the Lord, it means... Jesus, but before he was called Jesus, because he was only called Jesus when he was born. So this is the son of God, but he appeared as a flame in a bush. So Moses saw this bush that was burning, but it wasn't burnt up. You know how if you like watch a piece of wood burn, you'll see the wood like slowly like burning away. Moses saw that this bush was burning but it wasn't getting burned up. So he said, I'm going to take a look at this. This is amazing. When Moses turned aside to look, the Lord called to him out of the bush. Think about that. Not only did he see this bush that was burning, it wasn't burned up, but then a voice spoke out of the bush and it said, Moses, Moses. Moses said, here I am. Then he said, do not come near. Take your sandals off your feet, for the place on which you are standing is holy ground. What does that mean, Samara? What is holy ground? Why would he tell him to take his sandals off his feet? What do you think, Anastasia? Um... Because um, God said, this will be your land. Well, that's a good guess, but it, Mount Sinai wasn't part of the land of Israel that God promised to his people. Yeah, no, I am not. Okay. Well, are there ever any places where you are supposed to take your shoes off? Yeah. Well, give me an example. At home. Like in the house? No. Okay, yeah, although we don't There's like... no place to put them. We're definitely not guilty of putting our shoes everywhere else. <laughs> yeah, although that's not even what I was talking about, but funny. Uh, we don't always make you take your shoes off inside, but we try to get you in the habit of taking your shoes off and then putting them in your cubby. Some people always want you to take your, your shoes off inside the house, like... Um, auntie really likes you to do that because it helps keep the house clean. Also, Marley. Yeah, but a lot of people like to do that because it helps keep the house clean. Yeah, but we don't really care. We don't because uh, it kind of depends. We 
we sometimes have and we sometimes haven't. Like in the winter, we really don't want you to keep your shoes on when you come in because what happens if you keep your shoes on in the winter when you come in? Snow. Snow gets everywhere and then it gets melted. And then if people are walking around in bare feet or with their socks on, that's the worst. And they step on it with their socks on. Oh, it's the worst. No, it's the worst. Yes. Another place would be like no, the trampoline. Why? Why don't we have your shoes on on the trampoline? Because it could like it could ruin it. Trampoline. Well, okay. So our house and the trampoline they aren't really holy, except that like in a way they kind of are. Our house is different than outside. We want to keep it clean. We want to keep it special. The trampoline is different than the ground. You don't want it to get ruined. Those are the reasons we take our shoes off. Well, there was nothing special about the ground where Moses was stepping, except that God was there. He was re- emphasizing to Moses that you've come into the presence of God and God is holy. So, this is also, by the way, when we, when we come to church, why we want to act differently in the sanctuary. It's why we try not to let you kids like run around and play in the sanctuary. As a reminder that it's a holy place. And it's only a holy place. It's not a special place, except that. We hear God's word there, and children are baptized there, and we have the Lord's Supper there, and all the wonderful things that Jesus does for us in church are done there, and so it reminds us that it's a holy place. What if we started having people take off their shoes when they went in there? <laughs> that would probably be a stinky place, too. I don't know. Take off your shoes, please. Also, people would think that's weird. Okay. Yeah. Well, anyway, so God wanted Moses to know but he was in the presence of God. And he said to him, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. Remember, that's how God spoke to Jacob too. And when Moses heard this, he hid his face because he was afraid to look at God because he realized it was God. And God told him, I've seen how my people are suffering. I know about the taskmasters He's, it's like he's saying to Moses, I know what you saw when you were in Egypt 40 years ago and how it troubled you. And I want you to know that it bothers me too. Now the time has come when I have come to deliver my people out of the hand of the Egyptians and I'm going to bring them to a good land, a broad land, a land flowing with milk and honey. Does that mean that the land was like just like, had just like a river of milk and maybe like a Maybe like a river of honey. Trees made of honey. Yeah, it's just milk and honey everywhere. Is that what that means? You know, like. Uh, what do you think it means? Like eight billion trees. <laughs> yeah. With honey. What do you think it actually means? It's a wheat. Yeah, it means it's a good land with lots of things to eat, milk and honey. Well, that's that's some good stuff, right? Think about all the stuff we make with milk. Cheese. Well, I don't like butter. Honey. I just like plain honey. Okay, but imagine if you didn't have any candy because there wasn't like people making candy, and you didn't have like just like sugar, and so but but you did have honey. Honey is a kind of sugar, and so if you wanted to make things sweet, honey is what you would use. Yeah. You'd mix it into things, and you can make candy out of honey. Yeah, you get the point. It was a land with lots of good things. It was very rich and plentiful. And he said, I'm going to give it to you. I'm going to drive out the people who are there because uh, they've rebelled against me. And I'm going to send you to Pharaoh and you're going to bring my people out of Egypt. 
And remember, Moses wanted to do this before. Remember when he tried to tell the, the Israelites not to fight with each other? He wanted to help them. But now he said, oh, God, who am I? They're not going to listen to me. I'm just an old man. I tried. I failed. Now it's been 40 years. I mean, this isn't going to work. God said to him, but I will be with you. And he gave him a sign to tell the people of Israel that when they come out of Egypt, they will serve God on this mountain, on Mount Sinai. So Moses said, well, if I come to them and say, the God of my fathers has sent me to you, and they ask me, well, what's his name? What should I say to them? And God told Moses to say, I am who I am. That's God's name. That's what the name Yahweh, or Jehovah, as some people say it, that's what it means. The I am God. He said, tell them, I am has sent me to you. That's a really wonderful name for God. Because it means lots of things. First of all, it means that he exists. God is mocking the false gods, like the gods of the Egyptians, who don't actually exist. They are not, they am not, but God is. God is, I am. Not only that, but God doesn't change. Whatever he is, he always is. He is the I am. And he is everything that we are not. That's what he's saying to Moses. That's what he's saying to Moses. Moses is like, they're not going to listen to me. Who am I? And God says, who cares? Look who I am. And he says that to us too. Sometimes maybe we're thinking, oh, I can't do this. Oh, I, I can't. I'm not good enough for this. God says, who cares who you are? Look who I am. That's where we find our joy and our hope and our value in our God who comes and calls us and saves us and promises to be with us. So he tells Moses to go to the people and gather the elders of Israel and tell them that God had sent him to bring them out of the land of Egypt, that they were going to go out and worship God on this mountain and that he was going to bring them. But he told Moses, Pharaoh's not going to listen to you. So I'm going to stretch out my mighty hand and strike the Egyptians with plagues and wonders. And then I will bring you out. Not only will I bring you out, but when I bring you out, the Egyptians are going to give you all of their gold and silver and jewelry as they beg you to leave. And then you will know that I am the Lord. Let's say our catechism. We're on the The Eighth Commandment, you shall not give false testimony against your neighbor. Can you say that? You shall not give false testimony. False testimony against your neighbor. What does this mean? We should fear and love God. Say that, Samara. We should fear and love God. So that we do not tell lies about our neighbor. Betray him. Betray him. Be- betray him. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's like comma. It's saying so that we do not, and then it's saying a bunch of things we don't do. We don't tell lies about our neighbor, and then it's saying betray him, and we don't betray him either. So just say betray him. Betray him. Slander, him. Slander him. Or hurt his reputation. Or hurt his reputation. But, defend but defend him. Speak well of him. And explain everything in the kindest way. Let's sing our song. Yeah, I know. But sing the joy, 
Oh, well, you can't because you can't. We don't have a word in English that means he and she. <laughs> so we usually just use the word he. We do have it, but you're not an it. People aren't its. So we don't use the word it. If you're playing tag. <laughs> But you're not a he and a she. It's she or he. Okay, what, what are you going to say? They? She. she. <laughs> when you write, you have to you pick one gender usually and go with it. Yeah, yeah but that's normally boys. And it, yeah, it doesn't matter. You, we understand that it means either person. You understand. You want... We'll do that one in a little bit. Let's sing our song first. Jesus, thy blood and righteousness, my beauty are my glorious dress. Mist flaming worlds in these arrayed, with joy shall I lift up my head. Bold shall I stand in that great day, cleansed and redeemed, no debt to pay. Fully absolved through these I am From sin and fear, from guilt and shame Lord, I believe thy precious blood Which at the mercy seat of God Pleads for the captive's liberty Was also shed in love for me Lord, I believe we're sinners more than sands upon the ocean shore. Thou hast for all a ransom paid, for all a full atonement made.